This is the message from Connection Community Church for Thursday, November 22nd, 2012. Our special Thanksgiving Eve service presented by Disciple Member David Burke. Thanks, living. Check one, two. Okay, good. All right. Okay. I don't tell too many people this, but I was, uh, I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, so I've been a, uh, an Orioles fan a long time. And so this was a good year that we finally went to Walmart and bought some orange clothes. But anyway, um, I was born and raised in Baltimore, and several years ago I was at a pastor's conference, and Alan and Carrie have probably been to one of these situations. It was a little bit weird, a little bit crazy, a little bit vulnerable, and we all stood up against the wall in Annapolis, Maryland. There was like 50, 60 of us against the wall like this, and the coordinator, the speaker, was saying this. Take a step forward if your family owned your home growing up. Take a step forward if your family owned a car. Take a step forward if your mom went to college. Take a step forward if your dad graduated from high school. Take a step forward, take a step forward, take a step forward, take a step forward. And I was, guess where I was? I was against the wall. And my friends were in the front going, Burke, what's your problem? Are you a loser? I said, no, we were poor, but nobody told us. I mean, my, I, we were poor. I'm still in counseling over a certain issue. Let me tell it to you. No, this is a true story. Somehow I got a hole in my jeans and my mom put the patch on the outside of the jeans. You know what I'm talking about? I know some of you are so young you never had that because you think it's cool to buy $150 jeans with holes already prepared for you. I know that. But I got a hole in the jeans and my mom, and, and, went, and the patch was not denim blue. It was nerdy brown. You know what I'm talking about? And not only was there so poor, wow, we were so poor, we didn't have a car. I didn't have a car. We didn't own a home. I lived in my grandmother's row home. Not a townhouse, a row home. My parents were divorced when I was 16. They separated when I was 11 or 12. We were poor. Listen, we ate puffed rice cereal. You know what I'm talking about? They're in bags. It's the same stuff they put in the UPS FedEx packages. That's really what it is. But you know what? God, in the prevenient grace of the living God, expressed in Jesus Christ, was faithful. Prevenient grace, a Wesleyan Methodist term. It means that God goes before, that God comes before. It's rooted and based in Augustinian, Augustine, the Bishop of Hippo, the Catholic theologian who said that God is working in your life since birth. And that's the good news tonight. That the prevenient grace of God, regardless of your age tonight, has been working on you. And going after you and searching after you and seeking after you. I'm not done yet. I just want to let you know that, okay? Okay. It's just getting warmed up, you know. I don't know. And so the prevenient grace of God is searching after you and seeking after you and looking for you because God loves you. So God is in my past, and I have good news tonight. Here's the prayer over your life. Peace with your past and hope for the future. Peace with your past and hope for your future. You say, I was raised in a dysfunctional family. Hey, join the club. How many of you would say your family's dysfunctional? Be honest. Some of you are lying in church. Raise your hand. Where are you? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. 
In the midst of divorce, God is there. In the midst of my grandparents dying 30 days apart, God was faithful. In the midst of it, in the midst of it, in the midst of it, in the midst of my father's dealing with alcohol, God was faithful. It is God moving and grooving in our lives and the scripture that that this like tucked in this little church of Thessalonica that Paul writes to is kind of like this little sentence in there. And when you look at it, you're like, wow, I don't like this scripture. Do you ever feel that way? No, I, I, I want to get like what I call And please forgive me. I know the lightning's going to strike. The lightning's going to hit my Lamborghini, my, my car in the parking lot. I mean, I, the Toyota. Okay. From a previous century. Anyway, literally. And I know that when I read scripture sometimes, sometimes I'm like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I don't like that page. Can I rip it out? I mean, do you ever feel that way? I've done a skit with youth ministry where you kind of rip it and then you read it and you rip it and then people send me bad emails. Okay. But the bottom line is, I, I, I don't, this is tough. Why don't we read it together out loud? And we urge you, brothers and sisters... Warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that no one pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, the front part's easier said than done. Amen? The back part is the part that's like, ugh, ugh, that's Hebrew, ugh. I just made that up, all right. But I am thankful for my past, and I, I am really thankful for my past. In the midst of the mess, God was faithful, and I'm thankful for my present. I'm thankful for the past, I'm thankful for my present. Are you thankful tonight? Are you thankful? We live in a culture that really doesn't even say thank you anymore. They really don't. Hard-hearted folks. You know what you do? Love them. Love them where they are, not where you want them to be. Just love people. Lately, God's speaking to me. He's like, you know what, Burke? I don't need judges. I need witnesses. I don't need more judges. I got enough of God's obnoxious people out there. I need witnesses. You'll get that later as you click on the game tonight or something. I need witnesses who are going to share God's grace and mercy and kindness and God's good news in a needy land. Are you thankful for your past? Are you thankful for your present? I have a confession to make. I'm rather pessimistic. That's a polysyllabic word. That means I over-exaggerate. Anybody with my dysfunctional club tonight? Some of you are still lying in church. You have to raise your hand when I tell you to raise your hand. I, I, was, in a Bible st- I was in a small group Bible study, and I'm going to pick on them because they're not here tonight. It was with Mark Fisher, the director of Sandy Cove, and his wife. It was with George and Jenny, the director of North Bay Camp in Northeast. Pastor John Groth, who spoke at your men's retreat, and his wife, and my wife Catherine and I. And for my birthday, and I know you came to see this, they gave me the pessimist mug. <laughs> this isn't a blue light special. I don't, I don't even know where you get this. And I, Actually, I'm going to sell it tomorrow on uh, Amazon. To get, uh, actually, and the crazy thing is, speaking about the Internet, 
The website is www.despair.com. I don't even use this, okay? Am I offended? No, I resemble that remark, okay? Do I resent it? No, I resemble it in that. And then on the back here it says, the glass is now half empty. Never got that much work out of a... I'm going to bring that next Sunday. All right, good. But that's how we are, aren't we? It's always partly cloudy. It's always stinking thinking. It's always, and I'm the, there's going to be traffic and we're going to be late. Are you with me? There's going to be traffic. Get in the car. Because you know how you do that with your kids, right? You've got kids. Who has kids? Who has kids? Let's pray and forget the rest of the night. Okay. <laughs> you know, you, like, you, like you're getting the kids in the morning, getting the, in the morning going to school. Come on. And you're so nice and you're so, you know, you're so Christian based. Okay. Get in the car. Get in the car. Get in the car. And then you get like demonic horror story. You know what I'm talking about? You ever feel like that? Get in the car. Get, a, get in the car. That kind of a thing. And your kids are jumping in the car going back down the driveway. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because you're the stinking, thinking, negative. It's going to be traffic. It's going to be horrible. I, and, and I'm just going to pick on the men real quickly. Do you ever see the differentiation between when a woman gets sick and when a man gets sick? I got women friends. Hallelujah. Finally. Okay. Yeah. A woman goes to work. A man lays in bed and goes, I think I'm going to call in sick. A woman works, 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 works. A man's like, I got cancer. It's over. It's the total, 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 total. And it really comes down to one of my two favorite characters that my children had on their walls as a child. Oh, bother. My house is kind of drafty. No honey today, poo. Oh, my. I'm Eeyore. Oh, my. Gotta go to work again. Can you imagine going to church with 200 Eeyores? Now, the opposite. But I one thing... The, the, you know, the opposite, if you're in Eeyore tonight, is... <laughs> it's, by the way, this is a children's sermon, in case you're wondering, okay? <laughs> Methodist tradition, you bring all the kids up. This is, and you get more out of that, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I love, I love Tigger. He's ADHD and takes Ritalin 10 milligrams. I love him, man. <laughs> he just, he, he does Tigger bounces. He, he makes up words and that's who you want to worship with. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands. Think about this. Millions of Tiggers worshiping the throne. Now I'm getting serious and you're laughing, okay? I'll tell you when to laugh. Listen here, okay? Millions of Tiggers around the throne of God. Come. Prepare for you from the foundation of the ages. Come who are thirsty. Come who are hungry. More, Lord, more of you in my life, more of you in my generation, more to give thanks with a grateful heart, to praise the living God forever and ever and ever and ever, to worship the throne, to be, to be stripped and robbed of your cockiness and your arrogance and your high-mindedness and your religiosity and some other word I don't know, but to stand in the presence of the living God forever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. In the presence of God. In the presence of God. To give thanks. 
To be thankful for your past. To be thankful for your present. It takes faith. My wife has faith. I, I don't have a whole lot of faith sometimes. One of the spiritual gifts, the charismata of God, which means pertaining to the gift in the New Testament, is faith. And you, be, you know what I'm talking about, those kind of people? You want to hang out with those people. You don't want to hang out with Eeyore. You want to surround yourself with Tiggers. And you want to hang out with people who have faith, believing that God will come through. In your gut, in your knower, in the bottom of your belly button, that you know God will always come through. To be thankful for your presence. To rejoice always. To pray continually. To give thanks in all circumstances. The word rejoice means to jump up, spin around like a top, and sit back down. Jump up, spin around. Rejoice in the midst of cancer. Rejoice in the midst of grieving. Rejoice in the midst of unemployment. Rejoice in the midst of single parenting. Rejoice, 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 rejoice. Easier said than done. I speak at churches all over the country. And I I go to some churches and it just grieves me. It's not like this church because they sing like this. Open the eyes of my heart, maybe. My heart, open. And it's like, oh my golly. Did you just eat a peck of persimmons before you came in here? Did you just like, you know, and I'm sitting there going, we're not rejoicing. We're playing church. Rejoice. 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 This church is rooted in a heritage called Methodist. Some of you are, some of you don't, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm kind of like a Methodic. It's okay. It's really okay. No, I'm a Methodic. I'm okay with that. My friend says he's a Methobacterian. I don't know what that means. Okay. But this church is rooted in Methodism. And the cool thing is in Methodism, guess what? We were called shouting Methodists. We were called shouting Methodists. Not intellectualized. Not, oh, it's not, not this. Oh, it's not in the bulletin. So you don't get that because they don't have a bulletin. Shouting, to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. David in the Psalms, I praise the living God, and sometimes I just want to jump off the cliff. To shout unto God with a voice of triumph. To rejoice always. To pray continually. To pray continually. Continually. In the midst of traffic, praying. I'm almost amazed. I I wonder if you, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I want to challenge you to pray before your meals. Can we say amen to that? Some of you do. Some of you don't. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Be thankful. Pray before your meals. Pray for before your meals at work. Pray for before your meals at school. Pray before your meals. Be grateful. And I know you are, but be grateful and demonstrate it to a needy world. To rejoice always. To pray continually. Do you ever wonder why someone's name just pops in your head? Do you ever think about this? Do you ever wonder why someone's name just comes to your mind, comes to your spirit, comes to your heart? Well, you know what that is? That's the Holy Spirit of the living God calling you to stop, drop, and pray. I just made that up for the fire code, okay? (laughs) To stop, drop, and pray. That's the Holy Spirit of the living God. Listen, you're not that bright. You're not that intellectual. You don't walk around going, well, I think it's time for me to intercede now. I think I'm going to hear 15 names now. I don't think so. If you are, you'd have an infomercial, okay? 
But when the Holy Spirit of the living God is speaking to you, and God still speaks, God speaks to us through His Word, God speaks to us in worship, God speaks to us through one another, God speaks to us through His Word, and when the Holy Spirit of God is laying people's name, you even picture them and see them, and God's burning in your heart, get a burden and give a rip, and get on your knees and pray for them. Stop what you're doing. Even if you're driving on Route 1. No, I've got to stop and pray. No problem. Keep your eyes open. Okay. But to stop and pray. And continually God brings people into my mind. People from my elementary school. People from my high school. People that are important to God. Because all people are. Because lost people matter to God. People that are hurting. People that are lonely. People that are religious that have a form of religion but deny the power of the living God. To rejoice always, to pray constantly, to pray continually. And to be thankful for your future. To be thankful for your future. If you could see your future in some kind of futuristic Blu-ray, DVD. Wow, I'm getting like holy 60s flashbacks. The GAF, the GAF thing. You know what I'm talking about? Explain that to anybody under 50. But anyway, here we go. This kind of fast-forward DVD, Blu-ray, explosion, HD view of your future. If you could see the blessings that God has in store for you, it would bless your socks off and you'd be blown away. So on August 18th of summer, I receive a phone call. Hi, this is Juma Miller. I'm the administrative assistant for the University of Massachusetts in Dartmouth, Massachusetts. Are you still are you still interested in the position teaching business? I'm like, who is this? Gary? Is it David? She says, no, this is real. I, I go, I said, sure. The next day I receive a phone call on my cell phone. Hi, this is Tim Shea, a computer professor. We saw your dissertation title and we think that might be a great match. See, when people have midlife crises and they get nice cars, I'm writing a dissertation in the midst of my midlife crisis. A doctoral student. That's dumb and dumber, okay? He, he puts on my voicemail. Why don't you come by and we'll have a burger on the south coast of Massachusetts on Monday? I call him back and say, Tim, I'm in North Jersey in Ocean Grove. That's a long-distance burger. He says to me, we'll have an interview on Monday. I said, great, I'll call you. He goes, no, we have to Skype. Oh, great, I'll be Skype. I'll be, I'll look like the Afghanistan war correspondent. <laughs> the weatherman in the midst of the storm. Or if you're an 80s movies buff, it's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. But anyway, what? nobody got that. So anyway, <laughs> one of those three things, I'm on Skype. They asked me if I could start September 3rd. I'm like, I could live in my car. I said, if you're... Open to January, I would come and teach. They didn't call me. And then I got a series of emails and a series of phone calls. And I was riding home one time. I shouldn't have been on my cell phone. Dear David, we'd like to offer you a position to teach in the business faculty full-time at the University of Massachusetts at the Dartmouth campus beginning in January. takes faith it's risk rejoice my sin is that i get ahead of god i applied to 300 colleges 
300 colleges for a job. And God, out of the blue, gets my dissertation title linked up with people in Massachusetts. And in the midst of the interview, they say, have you ever worked with students taking them on service projects? Poquito. I've been a youth minister for 27 years while I'm follically challenged. But I have highlights and I don't pay for them, so it's okay. I don't have to do research. I have to teach four business classes, and I'm the charge of the whole business school, the Charlton College of Business. He's one of the five guys who started a small company in the 20th century called Woolworths. And I'm going to teach business, and I'm going to mentor freshmen, and I'm going to mobilize the 1,600 business majors to, to do what we would call mission projects. If you could see your future... Uh, by the way, I accept it. If you could see your future... <laughs> I'd like the band to come now, please, as we close. If you could see your future, you can come. You're not, you can be cumbersome. It's okay. You're going to try and be sleek and get up here. That's really kind of cool. We do thank you for your service. Amen? Amen. We do thank you for your, for your worship service, which is unbelievable, and we're thankful for that. I'm thankful for my past. I'm thankful for my present. I'm challenged to rejoice always. To pray continually. To be thankful for the future. And to give thanks in all circumstances. I'm a person who never really has cash on them. And I'm always worried I'm going to get robbed with, and they're going to rob me for like a dollar. But if I had a gun in my back, the first thing I would do, I would raise my hands. If there was a knife in my back, I would raise my hands. It means that you surrender to God because God loves you. In the midst of the battle, in the Old Testament, with Gideon and the like and other biblical characters, true stories of spiritual battle in the midst of your spiritual battle in the midst of your spiritual warfare in the midst of the reality of a hurting world you know what god did god gave directions to the commanding army military leader to put the praisers first to send the trumpet and the choir boys in the front lines of the battle that probably would not work in afghanistan and iraq you know why? Because that's in the natural and this is in the supernatural to the glory of God. You missed that. The one is limited and finite and it's in the natural, but the praise and the joy and the thanksgiving and the rejoices is in the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit of the living God. Leaping and jumping and praising God. Leaping and jumping and praising God. Leaping. Will you stand with me? The scripture says, if you don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. We don't want noisy rocks in Middletown, Delaware tonight. Just lift your hands like this. It's okay. Get over it, okay? Let your tongue loosen like they do in Kenya, like they do in Mexico, like they do internationally in Manhattan, like they do throughout the world. Go ahead and tell God before we worshiped here. Tell him what you're thankful for. Go ahead and praise him out loud. 
in a cacophony, in a cornucopia of praise. Go ahead and praise Him. Praise Him out loud. I praise You, O God. Go ahead and worship Him. Worship Him out loud. May Your tongue be loosened, not for cursing, but for blessing. May Your tongue be loosened, not for religion, but a righteous for life. Go ahead and worship Him. If you don't worship Him, the rocks will cry out. Worship Him. Go ahead. Worship the Lord. Praise the living God. Praise Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise Him and thankful. Thankful for your past. Thankful for your future. Thank you for your present. And thank you that we give Jesus the praise. Go ahead and praise Him. 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 Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that He offers. Thank you.